0: Uh, my name is Charles. It's lovely to be here. I go to 10 o'clock um, service, but it's nice to be back at 5pm. At uh, let me pray. Heavenly Father, help us to hear your word and to understand it and to obey it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I'm going to ask everybody a question. Are you a wise person? How would you rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10? Now this morning I asked everybody to put up their hands, so I'm not going (laughs) to do that here. But I want you to think of a number. Uh, This morning there were quite a few hands in the 8 and 10 range, and not not all of them were children either. Um, Now this passage from Job 28 is about the search for wisdom. And the last verse is one of my favourite in the Bible. In fact, I love the whole chapter, I love the imagery. I've asked if you're a wise person, and some of you may rate yourself fairly highly, but I wonder if you were to go looking for wisdom the meaning of life, how to be successful, what's the really important things to know, where would you look, where would you go searching? Is that even something that interests you? Maybe, maybe not. Perhaps you're pretty satisfied with what you know and what you don't know and are not too bothered to discover much more. If that's you, I ask you not to switch off just yet. And for everyone else, I think there's some tremendous answers in what we're going to look at tonight. Well, I've always loved books, and this week I was looking through a few interesting ones we have lying around at home, and I've grabbed some quotes from a few of them. Some you may even recognise from if you've read the book or you know the author. They could be about our attitudes or about how to succeed, um, how to survive. You, you'll see. Here's the first one. Talk about your own mistakes before criticising another person. Does that sound familiar to anybody? It's from Dale Carnegie, who wrote... How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's a famous book. It's a while ago now since it's written, but good advice. The next one, a bit different. To escape from quicksand, stay calm, use small movements to free your legs, and then crawl along the surface. Any guesses who said that? Bear Grylls, thank you very much. I think that's a gem of wisdom, and it could come in very handy one day. You never know. Next one's quite different. Great investment opportunities come around when excellent companies are surrounded by unusual circumstances that cause them to be underpriced. Warren Buffett, the Oracle of Omaha. I think I heard Warren Buffett. Well done. Who makes getting rich sound very easy. And the last one. The answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe and everything is... 42. Thank you. Some of you are like, what? What? That's uh, Douglas Adams from The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. A little contentious, but generally accepted as true. <laughs> the fact is that there are literally thousands of books out there that claim to offer wisdom on all sorts of topics how to succeed, how to relate to other people, how to prolong life or find meaning, and yes, how to survive in the jungle. This chapter from Job asks the question where can wisdom be found? It's a question that I've been interested in for many years. In fact, I recall a time when I worked in the city, and this is going to sound pretty nerdy, at lunchtime I would go to the nearest bookshop, let's say it was Dimmicks, and I would browse through the books, searching for snippets of information that I felt I probably had missed out on in life so far. So maybe one day I'd pick up a book on history, and the next day one of those um, Get Rich Quick books, or something on psychology, or self-help, or really anything that caught my attention, I thought, perhaps I'm missing something. If this many books had been written, then there must be some crucial pieces the puzzle that is life that I needed to find and read. Was that time well spent? I honestly don't know. Uh, At this point in the book of Job, there's been lots of back and forth between Job and his friends and they're trying to make sense of the suffering that he's been going through. Essentially, they're trying to find meaning in it and, and wisdom to explain why has this happened to Job. And then in chapter 28, someone and it's hard to know exactly who's speaking, and I don't think it matters too much, someone draws a contrast between the very successful endeavours that man has gone through to mine the earth for precious metals and treasures and his very unsuccessful attempt to dig for meaning in the world around us. Let's look at a few of these verses together. Verse 3, Mortals put an end to the darkness. They search out the farthest recesses for awe in the blackest darkness. Far from human dwellings, they cut a shaft in places untouched by human feet. Far from other people, they dangle and sway. Mankind has gone to extreme lengths to find uh, things of worth in the ground. Far from where we live and far from where where any animal would go into places of great danger, dangling and swaying down tunnels and shafts deep into the earth. And it's been an incredibly successful enterprise We found silver and gold and ore and copper and precious gems and other treasures. And in fact, in our country, Australia, much of our material wealth can be traced back to the resources that are under our feet and the extraordinary efforts that people have gone to to dig them up and sell them to the rest of the world. So if mankind is that good at searching for material treasures in the earth, then surely the search for wisdom would be a piece of cake. Apparently not. Verse 13, wisdom cannot be found in the land of the living. The deep says, It's not in me, and the sea says, It's not in me. Verse 21, it is hidden from the eyes of every living thing. Wisdom cannot be found on earth, certainly not by digging deeper into the ground or trawling the oceans. And it cannot be bought no matter what the price. Verse 13, no mortal comprehends its worth. Verse 16, It cannot be bought with gold. Verse 18, the price of wisdom is beyond rubies. So it cannot be found on earth and it cannot be bought. What exactly are we talking about here? What sort of wisdom is being searched for? Well, I read out a bunch of quotes earlier about how to relate to people, how to survive in the wild, how to get rich. Surely that's pretty handy wisdom to have in mind. The chapter is not saying that man has no knowledge or wisdom. Each of us knows all sorts of useful things and life lessons. There's no doubt about that. But the writer of Job is talking about something far greater. A wisdom much deeper and more profound. A sort of wisdom that we really, really need. Now I know I'm supposed to choose my favourite verse, but I'm going to mention just one other, because it closely relates to this. And it's from Ecclesiastes 3.11, and you might know it. It's quite famous. It says this, God has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. That is, we may have all sorts of useful wisdom in our life at our fingertips, the sort that we could figure out from the world around us, and yet we all have this sense that there's something much bigger, far deeper, and more important that we're missing. Ingrained in us is a sense of the eternal, of a spiritual world, or of a being who can see the big picture. It has frustrated many a wise man and a philosopher, and I'm sure the likes of you and I at times, having a sense that there's something more, but not being able to fathom what God can see. That's what Job 28 is getting at, I think. We have no chance of finding out that sort of wisdom on earth, and not by buying it with precious stones. Certainly not by browsing in a bookshop at lunchtime. Now, faced with that reality, if I were to ask each of you again, how wise are you on that scale of one to ten, then I think our answer should be a lot closer to zero. However, as the writer goes on to say, we do have a chance of discovering this wisdom. Verse 23 says, God understands the way to it, and he alone knows where it dwells. Sometime after creation, or so it seems, verse 27, God looked at wisdom and appraised it, he confirmed it and tested it and, verse 28, he told it to the human race. This is really profound. They tell us that God alone is the source of wisdom and that it originates from him. He appraised, confirmed and tested it. That is, we are to understand that he rates it really highly. It is trustworthy, meaningful, valuable, practical and being from God, it is good. It is good for us. These verses, as well as being profound, are extremely humbling for anyone who might think themselves wise by their own understanding from what they've learned or discovered from the world around them. We are called to acknowledge that without God, our wisdom is desperately lacking. Our own wisdom, back on that scale of one to ten, is less than a one, for sure. But this wisdom from God, he hasn't kept it to himself. It has been given to us and the whole of the human race. And it's remarkably and beautifully simple verse 28 the fear of the lord that is wisdom and to shun evil is understanding done easy make sense more or less i could step down i think it is easy enough to understand i think a young child could understand that to some extent and yet in those words are all the majesty and complexity and holiness and grace of god that we could take a lifetime just to scratch the surface of, let alone trying to put it into practice. Now at this point in Job, there's no further explanation of this verse, so we have to go elsewhere in the Old Testament if we want to understand a bit more about what it means to fear the Lord and shun evil. And I've I've thought of two helpful passages, images, that help us to understand this revelation and the command. first one's from Exodus 33 where up on the mountain, Moses boldly asks God to show him his glory. And God's response is to grant this request, promising that his goodness will pass by Moses and warns Moses of the danger of seeing him face to face. That's the first image. The second one is from Isaiah 6, where the prophet is given an image of the throne room of God and his immediate response is to fall down in terror at the majesty and holiness of God that he sees. Now I think those images help us to see Job twenty-eight, twenty-eight more clearly. The right response to seeing and understanding God is to be overwhelmed by his very being and acutely aware of his holiness and our lack of holiness. I want you to also listen to these verses from Deuteronomy 6 about the gift that God's wisdom is How we are to treat it and in doing so, how we are to fear the Lord and shun evil. Deuteronomy 6 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. And bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. God's wisdom is a gift from heaven. We are to stand in awe of who he is and we can do that by treasuring his commands and living them out. He defines what holiness is and he's the antithesis of evil. And so to obey his commands is to shun evil. Now when Job and his friends spoke or heard verse 28, they would have been reminded of passages like that, I believe, from Exodus and Deuteronomy. That was the essence of God's people in the Old Testament, I think, to what it meant to fear God and shun evil. But we, of course, live on the other side of the cross. We live on the other side of the death and resurrection of Jesus. And with his coming brings a clarity and a power to that verse that's astonishing. John in the first chapter of his gospel describes Jesus as the word of God light and life to mankind and the ultimate source of truth. Literally a gift from heaven into a dark world. Now recall from our passage that true wisdom cannot be found anywhere on earth by any of us. But God chose to reveal his wisdom to us most clearly through Jesus. If you want to see the wisdom that God has tested and approved And confirmed, verse twenty seven, then look at the life and teachings of Jesus. The Gospels are full of encounters and conversations and instructions and parables that are truly remarkable for their insight into what God is like and what we most need. When we read the Gospels, we don't find so much out about how to get rich or escape from quicksand or win friends and influence people, but we find something far, far better worth way more than precious stones. Something everlasting, something to help us in a world filled with evil, something that helps us fathom what God is doing in history. God chooses to reveal himself most fully to us in Jesus. And so Jesus is the clearest way to make sense of Job 28.28. That is, where to find wisdom. So the big question is, what does fearing the Lord and shunning evil look like When we look at Jesus, well there's no doubt that Jesus was at times someone to be in fear of and awe of. Two weeks ago we celebrated the birth of Jesus, the baby in the manger, but fast forward a few years of his life and this same Jesus is casting out demons, he's calming storms, storming the temple, bringing people back from the dead. He was certainly someone to be in awe of. But on the cross, When he took on the full wrath of God and he took on our sin and defeated death and the devil for good, then he rose again and ascended into heaven as the eternal king. Now, if many were already in awe and and fear of Jesus before any of that happened, in those next three days, any feelings that they might have had of respect and fear was magnified beyond comparison. Given what Jesus did, the call to fear the Lord takes on such a radically new meaning. Now he is the one to kneel before, acknowledging our desperate need to repent and receive forgiveness. Now he is the one to pledge our lives to as a Lord and obey his commands. And God has set a day when he will judge the world by his appointed king, this same Jesus. So fear the Lord, from Job 28.28, takes on its ultimate and final meaning, With the coming of Jesus. The good news, the great news, is that by accepting Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, we are able to shun evil and obey His commands through God's forgiveness and having God's Spirit. And we can even have a role in helping slow evil in the world while we wait for the return of Jesus when it will finally be gone forever. So, where can wisdom be found? And I mean real wisdom. Not on this earth. Despite look, people looking for it in bookshops or podcasts or experiences or travelling to far places of the world or other experiences, meditating, listening to philosophers or influences, we cannot find it on this earth. Not real wisdom. But God has tested and confirmed wisdom. It is to be found in His Son, the Lord Jesus. In fearing Him and accepting Him as Saviour and obeying Him as Lord, we find true wisdom. And the most precious treasure in one. So I'd like to finish with two questions for us: What are you searching for? If it's wisdom, then have have in mind that it's the right sort. As you step out the door after church today, and you glance at your phone, or you have a conversation with a friend, or you pick up something to read, maybe you'll find something interesting and useful. Sure, and if you do, that's excellent. But we can so easily fill our mind and our attention with information that's actually of little value? Is what we're searching for, is what we're finding, life-giving, everlasting wisdom from heaven? If you're focused on searching for something quite different or are content not to search at all, then I challenge you to consider picking up a gospel and having a read of it for yourself and encountering Jesus and seeing what you think. The second question is, how wise are you on that scale of one to ten? I would say that if you accept Jesus as Lord and Saviour, then you're well over a nine if you've received the wisdom from God. Now, that still leaves plenty of room for working out in practice that last one out of ten over the course of your life, making every effort to have his commands written on your heart, impressed upon your children, written on the door frames of your houses. But I want to finish by saying his verses from Job 28. Where does wisdom come from? God looked at wisdom and appraised it. He confirmed and tested it. And he said to the human race, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. Amen.